What up, fam? You know what? I know. I know what a lot of you are thinking. Well, he was on hiatus for five weeks. Even though out of those five weeks, you got two brand new shows. And he just came back two weeks ago and has given us two weeks of the new, new, the fire. Fire! I can't ring the bell, y'all. It's a pre-bump. So why is Moody giving us a replay today? Well, got to be honest with the family, y'all. It ain't for no reason. I'm not on another hiatus. No, I'm not. No, nothing is wrong. Nothing is going on. I know a lot of people have been um, um, letting us know that some of the replays are not up, but those should be up this week. Episodes 129, episodes 130, the new news, they should be up around Monday or Tuesday. But nothing's wrong. The reason you're getting this replay today is because rather than work on the show this weekend, I went down south to take care of my mama. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, but I I, I swear, I don't, like in my personal life, nothing is really more powerful than the love and the, and the, and just the respect I have for my mama. And my wife is, 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 is behind that or maybe even ahead nowadays. So we went down south and we got fried fish and we moved some furniture around and we helped her with some iPhone and some computer stuff, I think. And Mrs. Moody and my mom, they went out to the flea market or they went somewhere. I don't know where they went. They went somewhere like on Saturday morning. And while taking care of my mama, the show became irrelevant. No, I love y'all. I love you all. You know I do. But I don't love y'all like I love my mama. As I was in South Carolina, uh, guys, while I was loving on my mama, while I was appreciating my mama, she's such a she's such a soul. She's such a delightful soul. She goes through her things, but she's such a delightful person to be around. And as I realized that I lucked up and married a woman that loves my mother like it was her biological mom, even though it's not. And my wife's mom, my 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 baby, Paulette. She passed away some years ago and that hurt really bad. 
And it's so funny that um, I was talking to one of my baby sisters. I don't want to say her name on this particular broadcast because I don't know what the, the end result is going to be. But some other people are dealing with maybe a potential loss of their mother. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here on this earth. And I don't know how much longer Mama Moody's going to be here on this earth. But while she's here, the privilege, the honor to have married a woman that treat her like her mama. Realize my blessings this past weekend, guys. I'm an imperfect human being. Actually, uh, Miss Moody and I individually was talking to Baby Moody about being toxic. And there's toxic qualities in everyone, right? We know it. If you're intelligent, you know that. But this woman I married, she loved her some Mama Moody. And I was looking at the both of them and I was like realizing this is the woman I had my child with and this is the woman I'm married to and my mama loves her back. And that doesn't even count my biological sister who loves her mama more than the world. I'm blessed. Well, Moody, you know when you're on hiatus, you got to come back and give us the new well, God damn it, y'all had the new two weeks in a row, and I'm doing another replay because I was sweeping floors and steaming floors and taking out trash and putting stuff in the shed for my mama. You know what I'm going to do, y'all? I'm going to ring my bell. I'm going to ring my bell for my mom on this pre-bump. I'm going I'm to ring it for my wife and I'm going to ring it for my mom on this pre-bump. I'm going to ring it for my sister too. I'm going to ring it on this pre-bump. I don't think this has ever been done before. Hold on, y'all. That's why y'all listen to my replays. Always something new. I'm ring the bell for my mama. Y'all hear my bell? I'm going to ring the bell for my wife. Y'all hear my bell? I'm going to ring the bell for my sister. Y'all hear that bell? And then I'm going to ring the bell for everyone, from my aunties to my cousins to everybody that helps us look over my mama. 80 years old. She's kind of like a young 80, though. She's a young girl. Got all the wisdom in the world. She's a poet. She's a devout Christian. And she makes us proud all the time. So, hey, family, I got so caught up with mama. I wasn't really thinking about the show. So what does that mean? It means I'll hit y'all with this replay today. And then next week, I'll come back like I always do. Strong as hell. Wild as hell. Let me tell you something. 
if your mother is still around, love on her. And if your mother is past, then love on the memories. But don't ever forget to love on mama. Replay. See you next week with that brand new move. Hug your mama, y'all. Pray for your mama, y'all. They're not here forever. And neither are we. Listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87 FM. It's time for some real talk. Let's go. Welcome to the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break 87 FM. Beat Break Radio FM.com. My name is Jeff is Moody, Mr. Moody, and I am only here to keep it one way 100% real. 100% raw and 100% Jeff. Strapping your seatbelts, get ready for a ride because you've never heard talk quite like this. The Jeff is Moody Show. Beat break, 87 FM. Raw dog season has begun. Has begun. Let's go. Jeff is Moody. Jeff is Moody. Jeff is Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Young Sean, Young Sean, no dealer today. Young Sean, we're going to change the bounce today, Young Sean. Give me something sexy, Young Sean. I'm on my Dr. Jeff Love today. Oh yeah. You you, you know, technically, uh, it's an off day for us. I'm in Kentucky. Uh, Baby Moody is at University of Kentucky gym camp. The family's in Kentucky. Young Sean, he, he's back home. He has a lot of stuff to do, but he's in, he's enjoying a little bit of downtime. We ain't supposed to be working today. We should be putting a replay out, but we're going to give the family a brand new one for week 22. Screw a, a, a replay. We working over here. Sexy up my bounce, young Sean. Yeah, yeah, we off, but we working. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. All my people over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets. Oh, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And, of course, your free Beat Break 87 FM app that you can download from your app store so we can go wherever you go. That's what we're doing today. No, 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 no. I wanted the family to get a fresh show. They deserve it. Young Sean, they deserve it. They have been ride or die for the Jeffers Moody show, and, and they deserve newness. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm out of town. I got shit to do. But we working over here. Keep it smooth, Young Sean. Keep my bounce smooth, please. Y'all know the routine. Follow me on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to six, seven, eight, three, eight, six, five, three, three, one. Once again, that is six, seven, eight, three, eight, six, five, three, three, one. Hit DJ Nat up at 
DJ Naturel, and that is on all social media. That's Naturel with an E. N-A-T-U-R-E-L. Young Sean, I'm a workhorse. (laughs) You know, if I got 90 minutes to go to dinner, that means I got 90 minutes to cut a show. If I got 90 minutes to take a nap, that means I got 90 minutes to cut a show, goddammit. We working over here. Team Jim. When you hear Jim, that is Jeff is Moody. Yeah, I'm switching the opening segment up a little this week. Uh, but Young Sean, just play the bounce. Keep it sexy. My name is Jeff, but you can call me Moody. I will be your pilot for this four-hour flight. Family, listen. Kick back, relax if you can, even if you can't. I guarantee you that we're about to make these next four hours the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to Jeff is Moody while you are on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. (sighs) You know, it's ungodly times of morning right now. And and we're away. I'm expecting our neighbors next door to knock on the door at any point in time. But the show must go on. One love to all my family who listen while you work or play and you choose the Jeff is Moody show in the gym, at the house, wherever you are. If you're listening, I thank you. Now, listen, fam, we're just going to have fun and just have some loose conversation today. I'm on my Dr. Jeff love. We're just going to be talking about sex and things related to that. Just something to get topics going for you personally all week at the job or wherever you are but before i get into today's show i must congratulate my co-host and more importantly my baby sis dj naturel for all the moves she's making this summer family listen dj naturel will be spinning on july 7th at the superdome bunker in new orleans for the 2019 25th essence festival Ring the bell, more fire, bomba clot, rise clot, bup bup. And on August 9th, Baby Sis will be closing out for none other than the legendary immortal, the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff featuring DJ Kermit. I have watched Naturel focus and dedicate herself to DJing since I met her. And to see her make strides like this is magnificent. Nat, I love you. I'm proud of you. And people always go, I I never hear her, but you call her your co-host. She's my ride or die. The only reason you don't hear her every week, because she busy. When she gets the time to co-host, she will. She is irreplaceable. She's my ride or die. Also, family, my second announcement for you today On this coming Saturday, July 6th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, it's the premiere of The Shiznit Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Man, let me tell y'all something. Yo. My bro bro, Mr. Dino Red, is bringing his brand over to the Beat Break 87FM family. And you will not be disappointed. Uh, Along with his elite team of podcast professionals, that would be Pip Lilly, um, Dijon, uh, Monique, and of course Dino Red himself. The goal of the Shiznit show has always been to entertain you, then entertain you some more, then entertain you a little bit more, and then to educate and enlighten. 
So once again, family, this Saturday, July 6, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and your free BeatBreak 87 FM app is the premiere of the Shiznit Show. They are coming. You are going to enjoy. I'm giving you my word on that. All right. Here's what we have for you on today's show. Uh, family, today you will address me as Dr. Jeff Love. Yeah, that's right. Uh, listen, I'm a world-class sex, dating, marriage, life, and parenting expert. But today we're going to have fun and just shoot the breeze about sex, dating, and related topics. And today is all about top-notch advice that, that I'll bestow unto you to help you achieve your goals. You got a question? Boom, I got you. You got relationship or sex issues? We gonna fix that shit today, family. I got your back. Yeah, yeah. Get your pen and paper out. This is some shit I could charge for, but it's on the house today. You are welcome. So family, it's a free flowing show as usual, but today's show is your convo piece for the week. Listen, take what you hear today and start your own debates and convos off of this sex stuff and gender and sexuality stuff that I'm gonna talk about today. You know, I have a few just asked Dr. Jeff Love questions for you today. Um, also today, I'm going to reminisce about dating and hooking up in the 80s and 90s with y'all. Um, all my late 60s and my 70s babies, where y'all at? Stand up. We got to let these youngins know what dating was really like in that golden era. At least for us, it was the golden era. You know, we have sexual and dating random thoughts for you today. We have the top five things that turn women off during sex. And we have the top five things that turn men off during sex today. Of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give you all that. What? That's right, fam. Moody motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the potential to be great and the ability to be great and today i'm going to tell you why i personally choose love i choose to love you don't have to but jeff love is going to tell you why i do you know i read an article that confused the hell out of me about transsexuals and dating and i'm going to read that for you and it got me to wondering just how many so-called different genders and sexual sexualities there are out there and fam the answer blew my mind uh and it made me miss the 80s and 90s even more, to be honest with you. So that's coming up. Of course, we have another great throwback classic podcast from Mr. Moody's Neighborhood at around 4, you know, about 4 p.m. And of course, from 5 o'clock or so till 6 p.m., we have a special grown and sexy Dr. Jeff Love ATL traffic mix with DJ Naturel. Family, this mix is so sexy that, that some of y'all, when y'all hear this mix today, you might have to pull over and rub one out <laughs> yep i'm starting to show off about to get banned yeah you might have to rub one out today to this mix you know i'm the only broadcaster you know who will take an out of town off day and commit to putting together a brand new show for the fam rather than just giving you a replay and don't get me wrong family replays are cool but for me replays are in case of emergency only if i can eat the time out even if I have to do it bit by bit, I'm going to give you new content because in the long run, content is king. And for me and Team Jim, it's all about work ethic and showing appreciation to you for making this show hot. Y'all are making it hot for the 22nd week in a row. All right. So listen, it's packed as usual. So let's get ready for this four hour flight because verbal raw dog season has officially begun. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show. 
on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Yeah, we did it a little different. We'll be back to normal next week. Let's get it. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Uh, It's time for a little bit of Moody motivation. You know, family, even though uh, this show today, um, I really just wanted to put this together to give you guys some topics to discuss throughout the week. You know, we're talking about what men and women don't like during sex and we're talking about relationships and things like that. But on a serious note, um, with so much discussion going on nowadays about how people just refuse to fall in love again or be hurt again or even believe in the concept of love again, I wanted to tell you why I personally still choose love and you don't have to personally choose love to be happy you don't have to be in love to validate you you know it's far too many times that we we look at a single person or we look at someone who's who's not dating or whatever the case may be we have a tendency to look at them like they're less than happy or they're less than complete and that's false the truth is you can be as happy as you want um, um, you can be as fulfilled as you want just being on your own and being by yourself it's a choice that we all make the one thing that I like to always say is being happy and being alone is, is perfectly fine if it's sincere and if it's coming from a good place but when you choose to be happy and be alone and be bitter and, and still be hurt over things that may have happened to you in the past I think that that is very counterproductive. The reason I choose love is because growing up, I learned how to love from my mom. I I learned from my mother how to extend love to people, how how to love things that I'm into, how to love things that I'm doing. But more importantly, I learned how to love the person that I'm with. You see, my mom was in a relationship where she showed her love and, and she made the sacrifices and she she exhibited the commitment that every man would dream of in a woman. Unfortunately, she's with a mate that didn't know how to do the same. And even through all that, she managed to show love. Now, I know some people will say, if you're not happy, get out of there, leave, whatever the case may be. You don't stay together for the kids. You, you, you leave. First sign of happiness, we bail out. We run away. We leave. But what I did from her experience, I, I not only learned how to truly love who I'm with, I learned how not to get abused by love. Unfortunately, the experiences of some of those before us teach us how not to make those mistakes. So I choose love because for me personally, to have someone that you have to be in the world for that's something that i thrive on and i live for you know to have someone that may be home when you get home to have someone to share a bed with or to share experience with or or to grow with or to build a family with or even to build finances with that's why i choose love the 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 mental benefits and the spiritual benefits of being in love Having someone that releases that love chemical in you. That's why I chose love. You know, having a child that gets to see 
a living example of happy parents and parents that are together and hoping that that will teach her how to respect the institution of love. That's why I chose love. I didn't choose love because it was cool. I didn't choose love based on physical aspects. I chose love really because of what it does for my soul. You know, when you look at someone and you know that you would trade your life for theirs, you look at someone and you know that you would sacrifice anything for them. That's why I chose love. I chose love because I like joy more than I like pain. And once again, it doesn't have to be painful to be alone. But when you're alone by choice and that choice is a hurt choice, it's just something that we need to rethink and relook at. I choose love. You don't have to choose it. The next person doesn't have to choose it. But one thought, if you do choose not to choose love, just make sure it's not coming from a place of hurt and bitterness because ultimately you cheat yourself. Nothing is perfect. No relationship is perfect. But if you choose love, enjoy it, honor it, and put some longevity in it. Love who you love. And most importantly, love yourself. Just a quick word and a quick thought. It's Moody Motivation. The Jeff is Moody Show will be right back after these messages, fam. BeatBreakRadioFM.com You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. Or should I say Dr. Jeff Love? You know, we're just going to jump into it. Ain't no, ain't no use in easing into it. There are questions that need to be answered. And only the way I can do it. I'm a goddamn relationship guru. I'm a sex expert. You know, somebody says, Where, where's your credentials? What? What? Where are my credentials? What? What? Let me tell you something. I'll have you know that I have a Georgia's driver's license. And I'm good at giving relationship advice at the same time. I'm a licensed advice giver. Damn it. Young Sean, keep my music going. I love that bounce. Young Sean, you picked some of the most incredible bounces. I got the greatest post producer in the world. It's time for Just Ask Dr. Jeff Love, and we going straight into it. Queen Tanya P says, what up, Queen? Jeff, this question is not one I made up, but one I read on social media and would like your take on it. I got it from a group that does what they call Talk That Tuesday. A guy says, after listening to two girls debate this at the bar the other day, I thought I would get your opinion. What is the difference between friends with benefits and a fuck buddy? What's the difference between friends with benefits and a fuck buddy? Tanya P returns to say, until I read the question, I'd never thought of it that deeply. I figured they are one and the same. Is there a difference in your opinion? Um, Tanya P, before I answer this, let me respectfully remind you that today you will address me as Dr. Jeff Love. And the only opinion that actually matters today is mine's. That's right. You see, ma'am, I am Jeff Love, the relationship guru and licensed Georgia driver. Yes, I have a Georgia driver license that makes me smart. I'm a dating expert and the official love doctor of Internet Radio. And I'm giving you these jewels for free. You're welcome. Back to the question. How you doing, Tanya P? I love you, girl. Listen, y'all, I don't I don't know why people don't don't get this. There's a clear difference between friends with benefits and fuck buddies. I don't know who told you different, but but um, 
they, they're not me and so the, the advice was wrong first of all uh, uh, I want you to really think about this right friends with benefits are very close to just being your boyfriend or girlfriend right think about it benefits I, I mean friends with benefits so that means that we have sex we make love we probably hang out there's probably certain things that we'll do for each other you know if i'm sick you may come over and make me some soup but we're not exclusive we're not exclusive but we really we really have a lot of, of the the ingredients that makes a relationship and we enjoy having sex with each other but we also enjoy each other's personality and company you know, it's very close to being there. The only thing that makes you not boyfriend and girlfriend or man and woman or whatever y'all want to call it is that you haven't said that you're exclusive. That is quite different from a fuck buddy. A fuck buddy is just somebody that you bang when you need some penis or vagina. I don't know why people get this mixed up. I've had plenty of, uh, of fuck buddies in my bachelor days and we never hung we never i mean we were cool but they would come over late late night or early early morning break me off and they would break out sometimes we would talk on the phone uh sometimes we wouldn't but uh for the most part when we did communicate uh we and this was back in the beeper days we're talking about payphone days i would be horny and call them or she would be horny and call me we strictly had sex with each other now after sex we might have sat around and we might have joked and laughed around in the dark and stuff but then she had to get in the cab and she had to go now not saying that i wouldn't have done anything for her but i yeah she wasn't a priority of mine you know a friend with benefit has somewhat of a priority for you so if you okay put it like this if you just got a guy that lays pipe and you got a, what you call a friend with benefit. But let's say they lay pipe equally, right? Who are you going to go with? You're probably going to go with your friends because whether people want to admit it or not, you have some kind of feeling for a friend with a benefit. Because, I mean, you're, you're kind of doing girl, when you guys are together, you're kind of doing girlfriend, boyfriend things. So, so Tanya P., yeah there's a clear difference between the two of them a fuck buddy is strictly to bust a nut a fuck buddy's mission is for you to ejaculate and a friend uh with benefit is just a little bit more so there's a difference all right here's another just ask jeff love from aaron what up aaron he says she gave head when we were dating it was a c damn c minus wow she gave less head when we got engaged. It was a C minus with much less frequency. She pretty much stopped giving head when we got married. And when she did, it was a D. Damn. And when she literally does it. Wow. And she literally does it only for my birthday. I didn't get married to watch more oral sex on porn movies than in my own bedroom. Keep in mind, she happily accepts me going downtown. The sex is a little above average, but... I'm having to damn near negotiate having it. Sometimes by the time she drops the attitude, I don't even want it anymore. Yo, yo, Moody. Uh, excuse me, sir. My name is Dr. Jeff Love. How wrong would I be to step outside and get my knees handled? All right. First of all, Aaron, address me properly. Thank you. 
Okay, so listen, here's the thing. There's a couple of things that goes on here. We're going to be doing uh, Just Ask Dr. Jeff Love throughout this show. Aaron, This is a, a lot of this is your fault. Now, if, if you hadn't tolerated some of her bullshit earlier, I, I would say by all means, step out and, and get some. See, I'm a different kind. I'm a different kind of therapist. I don't play that crap. You know, people love the, oh, no, you, uh, if you're not happy, just leave. Oh, if you got kids, that has nothing to do with you not be. It, listen, let me tell you something. Never take advice, uh, married advice from single people. I'm sorry. They don't like hearing that, but it's the truth, though. I'm on from 2 to 6 p.m. because I have a Georgia's driver's license and I'm good at relationship advice. I'm, I'm kind of smart like that. Married people don't know. Let me tell you something. I knew some people before they had kids and they never understood why I didn't have time. Yo, can you come to the studio? I got to go somewhere with my daughter. They never got that. And then they had kids and you call them. Yo, I got to do something with the shorty. People don't know what the fuck they're talking about until they're in your shoes. That's just a fact. I could damn near name them by name. You, you sat around and you said... Even when y'all were dating, her head was a C minus. Now, I can see you kind of tolerating that because maybe you love her. You love the relationship is about more than head and you're hoping she'll get better. But then you got engaged and she she gave less. And then you said she stopped when y'all got married. And when she did it, it was a D. You tolerated that, I'm assuming. See, you should have had that conversation. I believe in couples having conversations. You should have had that conversation from the gate. Me and my wife had certain conversations before marriage because I didn't have no time to play around. I told my wife, if you front, if you front on that on that pee, you front on that vagina, while I'm a newlywed and I expect it, I'll get up and I'll go get some. Some of y'all are saying, well, she's silly to stay with you. Well, she's been with me for 20 plus years. What, 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 where are your accolades? What's your resume look like? Shut the fuck up. It's the doctor talking. Respect the doctor. <laughs> Typ- yo, typically, Aaron, I would tell you, go out and do your thing. Yo, if you're not taking care of business at home, there's no way you could possibly expect someone to be loyal. I just don't understand how that works. Women do it more than men, right? Because men are always down to get a woody. You know, even if he's sleepy, he'll lay on his back and let you ride him out, right? Women are a little more difficult sometimes. I do not understand the science that you got married and thought you don't have to do anything sexually anymore because you got the kids or because you got the job or because you're loyal or no, men need to ejaculate. And if you're not doing it and your husband steps out on you, either get over it or get out of the relationship. Aaron, typically I would tell you to go do your thing and be safe about it and make sure you don't bring drama to the house. But you tolerated this shit from the gate. And when you tolerate it from the gate, it must be what you like. So no, for you, don't step out because you fucked up from the get-go. Typically, if you were doing your thing intelligently from the get-go, I tell you if she ain't handling a business at home, you got to get it done somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm qualified to tell you that because I'm a relationship guru. Dr. Jeff Love, the Jeff is Moody Show, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. We'll be right back. We got more show to go. Listen, y'all. This is one of them shows, all right? 
uh, uh, strap your seatbelts in. Matter of fact, take them off. We're flying about 40,000 feet in the air, and we don't even care about turbulence. We'll be right back. Dr. Jeff Love in the house. Keep my bounce going, Sean. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. BeatBreak87 FM. Get that free app so we can go wherever you go. Uh, my name is Dr. Jeff Love today. As you can hear, young Sean got the sexiness just playing in the background. Young Sean, keep that bounce going. Um, family, I'm going to talk about the top five things that turn women and men off during sex. But I want to go back to that last segment really quickly. Let, let me repeat this for Aaron. Let me say this in case I left it out. I happen to be an individual who believes that if you get into a relationship and somebody was doing everything and then when they get married or whatever and they, they stop it purposely because it's like fishing, they caught the fish on the hook and they don't give a shit anymore, then I don't knock you for going out and doing your thing. I'm more realistic than the average. See, these people are walking around. Oh, well, just leave if you're not satisfied. See, people that are not married, they they have life is just easy. Everything. Oh, well, you don't stay together for the kids. You don't stay together. Yo, listen, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm saying that most of the time you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. So so if it seems I'm condoning cheating, then whatever. But what I'm saying is you shouldn't be deceiving people to get into a deeper relationship and then you just stop doing stuff. Now, Aaron, the reason I told you to stay put is because here's the flip side of my belief. Let me tell you something. If you're with a woman or man that from the get go wasn't doing anything, you cannot get mad that they're just being themselves and you shouldn't be stepping out. People will say, well, Jeff, doc, yo, doc. You shouldn't be stepping out regardless. Nah, let me tell you something, man. You can think how you want, but I'm a realist and you're not. I'm a realist and you're not. Married men and women cheat all the time. You can act like it doesn't happen. I'm a realist. But if you're with somebody that hasn't been holding it down from the time you met them, you you can't get mad that they're continuing not to hold it down. How you talking about a woman giving you C minus head and D sex and you you went for that and married that? You got to deal with that, bro. That's what I'm saying, y'all. Yo, yo, listen, if someone was frigid from the get go or boring from the get go, you shouldn't be out. You you need to deal with that. You went for that. If they were the polar opposite and flip because they're secure, that's more of a problem. Let's talk about the top five things that turn women off. I got this from an older article from uh, uh, blackdoctor.org. That's blackdoctor.org. The top five things that turn women off during sex. Y'all tell me if y'all agree with this or not. Women and men are wired differently, it goes on to say, when it comes to triggers that spark sexual arousal. Men are more visually based, true, whereas women are more emotionally and mentally based. That used to be true. <laughs> requiring mental stimulation in order to become aroused. It may appear that women are always enjoying themselves in the bedroom because of the love faces form uh, uh, 
moist nether regions and sensual moans. But in reality, women have moments of lackluster experiences that aren't often often discussed in order to protect the ego of their partners. Ladies, you shouldn't do that. You should keep it real. The things that turn women off in the bedroom aren't so apparent. So to help out those men seeking to improve their sexual technique, here are five things that turn women off during sex. Um, check this out. Number one, monotony. A one trick pony makes for an extremely boring show. And this same rule applies to sexual performance. A man that remains in the same stroke pattern and sex position for the duration of the experience will create an atmosphere of boredom and lose the interest of his partner. Now, this advice here, this is true, but listen to this advice. Switch things up and keep things interesting by remaining in a position for no more than 60 seconds and by varying the stroke pattern. Use a 10-stroke pattern alternating from five long slow strokes to five quick and short strokes. The variety will drive her wild. (laughs) Fuck y'all talking about, man. Hey fellas, so remain in a don't remain in a position for 60 seconds. Get out of get out of that every 60 seconds. Not only do you have to stroke and satisfy, now you gotta count time in your head. And vary your stroke pattern. Use a 10-stroke pattern. I don't know where they get a 10-stroke pattern. Hey fellas, how about this? How about just be freaky and rock your woman? How about that? I, I wish I would catch one of y'all motherfuckers with a stopwatch per position. See, this is why you need the good doctor here. Anyway, number two, lack of expression. There is nothing worse uh, than being in a sexual situation where the man is completely silent during the experience. Moans, groans, and other sound effects are signs of positive affirmation that notifies a woman of her partner's enjoyment as well as her superb performance. But when he is as quiet as a church mouse, the lack of feedback will send a woman's libido from 10 to 0 in 60 seconds. This is some pretty good advice. But by the way, when I watch porn, you see these guys, but I guess these guys have so much sex, they're detached from pleasure. I can't even watch porn where people are not making noises. When I, when I do it, I'm vocal. Not overly vocal, but you know if I'm being satisfied or not. And this is very correct. Somebody that's just completely silent, no facial expression, that would turn me the hell off, and I'm a guy. Now, we're going to get to the guys in the next segment. So I'm going to agree with that. Number two, lack of expression. Number three, forcefulness. Rough sex is one thing, but sex that is forced when the a woman does not want it to be rough is another. Uh, kind of sounds like rape. This type of sex not only turns a woman off, but it also makes the vagina feel threatened causing the vagina to close up and deny entry does does, does the vagina have its own mind if a woman is not into rough sex and she repeatedly uses words that expresses her lack of interest you must play by her rules a woman must feel comfortable and secure in order to enjoy sexual experience i gotta tell you this is not bad advice here and by the way fellas if if you're being rough and she's saying that's too rough and, and she's saying no you're probably raping her, and you, that makes you a piece of shit rapist. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You might want to have these conversations. See, the problem, the pro- I agree with that. The, the problem is, 
people don't talk before they have sex. That's the problem here. Number four, porn star expectations. It is common knowledge that men use pornography as a source of inspiration when practicing self-pleasuring. But the expectations that are often placed on a woman during performance because of pornography are unrealistic. All right, get the fuck out of here with that. Let me tell you something. See, this is, see, y'all see what I'm talking about with this bullshit in the world today? Women talk more sexual shit than men do. It's usually women that are telling you how they're going to fuck the shit out of you. How good the pussy is. Once you get this, you won't. And then you get them in the bed and you're sleeping with a fish, a snowman. I've been there. Got my nut though. (laughs) Dr. Jeff Love in the house. I'm not going to go with the porn star expectations. I'm sorry. All of this is based off communication. I've met too many women that talked a gang of shit and couldn't do a damn thing in the bed. Number five is hit and run. It is a slap in the face to a woman when a man reaches his climax, rolls over, gets himself together, then runs off like a thief in the night. Running off immediately after the sexual experience is a huge turnoff and makes a woman feel like she has been used up without any type of affection or consideration for her feelings. Men typically do not attach their emotions to sex to enjoy themselves, but women do. So after sex, don't just run off. Cuddling or lying closely together to talk about the sexual experience is a great way to let your partner know that she is appreciated and adored in excellent way to bond. <laughs> now listen, I got to tell y'all, man, as a doctor, all of these were actually good tips, but I could have took a shortcut here because we're going to do what turns men off in the next segment. Why don't y'all talk about these things before y'all have sex? And by the way, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, many women have changed. Many women are down with the hit and run. Remember how we're talking about friends with benefits as opposed to fuck buddies? Many women are down with the hit and run. So, uh, uh, ladies, fellas, y'all should be listening to this. Number five, that turns women off, hit and run. Number four, porn star expectations. Number three, forcefulness. Number two, lack of expression. Number one, monotony. Fellas, take heed to this. It's some good advice, but y'all got to alter and tweak a couple of things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hey, my name is Dr. Jeff Love. This is the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And we'll be right back with five things that turn men off during sex. Beat Break 87 FM. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87 Hey, family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. My name today is Dr. Jeff Love. You know, when it's all said and done in all seriousness, fam, this is one of those shows where I just wanted to create conversation for you guys. While you're at work, at the gym, wherever you are, if you're listening to the show, I appreciate you so much. I wanted to create a show full of convo topics. You know, we talked about the uh, five things that turned women off last segment. Now we're going to talk about the thing that turned men off. And it's kind of funny because this is from blackdoc.org. It's from the same site, but it's so funny. And it really does define uh, Venus and Mars. It really does. Now, I agree with a lot of what turns women off. And that last one, 
This one with the men, I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to talk about it and, and, and see what it's about. Listen, I'm a relationship guru, but you have the right to form your own opinions as well. So let's pick up um, after the, the women. Now we're moving into the men. The top five things that turn men off during sex. Now, my, my fellas, I want you all to listen closely to this one. All right. It goes on to say there is no worse uh, letdown for a man than to be in an amazing sexual experience only to be turned off by something that his partner knowingly or unknowingly does to send his arousal from seven to zero. I tell you, blackdoctor.org got a weird way of placing numbers, man. Through a poll of about 100 men, I have compiled a list of the top five things women can do to turn men off during sex. And all of these things can be avoided with proper preparation. Take a look at what men are saying will send their libido south during sex. Number one, I agree with this one. Bad hygiene. You damn right. Bad breath, poorly clean genitals, and bad bodily odor. We're at the top of the list for things that can turn a man off during sex. To avoid sending your partner running for the hills, make sure to brush your teeth thoroughly before sex as well as shower. If you believe your vagina is harboring a smell that is unnatural to your natural scent, consult your doctor to ensure you do not have a pH imbalance caused from a buildup of bacteria or from an infection. Ladies, no fucking body in the world should have to tell you to wash your little nasty twat. Like, like, do you rig? Do you ladies really need instruction to wash your vagina? Seriously? I mean, all right, all right. Well, listen, good, good. Then this article is for you. I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. In my time, in my time, I bumped into about three women. I mean, you know they have bad breath before you have sex with them. And by the way, that's a turn off. I will not have sex with you if your breath stinks. Straight up. But with them stinking vaginas be, and you don't know it till you pull the panties off. Yo, I've been there about three times in my life. And all three times I didn't have sex. So I'm going to go with the bad hygiene. But th- this is kind of where we split here. Yeah, most men will tell you they don't want bad hygiene. Here's where we split. Number two, lack of confidence. Complaints about feeling and looking fat, being unsure of sexual skills and complaining about it and being afraid to be seen naked in the light are all confidence issues that men wish would be left outside of the bedroom. Having confidence in yourself while in the nude and during sexual performance helps your partner to enjoy your company as much as he would want to with no limits. If you're insecure about your weight, adopt a cleaner diet consisting of green veggies, lean protein, and low-carb and sugar intake. They're telling y'all what to eat, you know, so you can have more confidence to get banged. (laughs) I love this. If you're unsure of your sexual skills, take a few sexual technique classes or read up on new techniques to spice up your skills. Watch porno. Watch adult performers use tricks that you may be able to use in your own personal life. And above all, ask your partner for guidance and help in aiding in the enhancement of your sexual skills. Let me tell you all something really quickly. If a man already has you naked, I got to tell you all the truth. He doesn't give a fuck if you feel like you look fat. He's, he's already made the decision to pipe you down. 
See why y'all need the good doctor? And you're complaining about being fat. Why are you complaining about being fat in the middle of us fucking? Young Sean, keep keep my keep my sexy music going. You don't want to be seen in the I, I, listen. I've been with women like this. I'm gonna tell you the minimum, and they turn me off. It's true. This is a turn off. But ladies, you have to understand something. A guy, men are not stupid. We know how much fat the jeans are holding in. We know how much fat the cat pants are holding in. The only thing we're not sure of it is that hygiene until we get up close on you. When a guy wants to pipe you down, ladies, he's going to pipe you down. He's already determined you're fat. He wants a nut. He already determined you're insecure. He wants more of a nut. He already determined you don't have uh, uh, confidence in your sex skills. He wants to manipulate you. (laughs) I'm not saying I would do it. But I would. Hello? (laughs) Anybody there? Ladies, ladies, we already know what we want to do just like you do. I know you're chubby. I'm still going to hit it if I wanted to hit it. Number three, too much talking. Communication during sex is vital to know what does and doesn't work for your partner. But when the talking goes outside of the, uh, the normal sexual moment into other topics or when the talking becomes a list of demands, a man can only stand it. But for so long, if you would like to vent about your day or talk about who will be rearranging the furniture, leave that conversation before getting into sexual situations or afterwards. If you would like to tell your partner how you want to be pleasured, use wording that is less demanding and gives suggestions. E.g. Can we switch this position? This feels much better than that. I love it when you do okay I I agree with that but by the way lady men also listen that one I'm going to agree with but if you're talking a lot of shit because you're nasty I'm with it give me that motherfucking dick I'm going to break I swear to god I'm going to make you you don't you know me I'm Wonder Woman You start singing the Wonder Woman theme on me Girl Talk that shit Talk your shit if you're freaky Don't be talking shit if you suck in the bed though See when you suck at sex You're not allowed to talk trash But, but I, Get in the Okay we're guys ladies Get in the bed and talk to us about how your day went And your co-worker you don't like while we're banging We're just going to put your legs over our shoulders And pound you out until we nut Y'all may not want to hear that, but I'm the good doctor, and I'm not here to lie to you. uh, Just to let y'all know, men put your legs over their shoulders for a couple of reasons. They really want you to be satisfied. They they really want you to feel a pounding. They're really getting aggressive, and they know you like it. Or, on the flip side, ladies, when you talk too much or you're too annoying in bed, your legs over the shoulders is one of the quickest ways for us to come, and we just want to pound the fuck out of you until we bust a nut, and we can get the fuck up out of there. Uh, yeah, all the other doctors would have lied to you about this shit. Not me. I'm more. I'm. I'm. You know. You know. I'm more honest than that. <laughs> Number four, lack of enthusiasm. Any activity that isn't done with enthusiasm becomes unappealing to anyone. And a woman that just lies lifeless during sex, not making a sound, makes her man rethink his decision to bed her. Ladies, this is true, and let me tell you what's up. If you are one of those snow women. If you're one of those dead fish, once again, with the legs over the shoulders, 
you're going to have a guy that pounds the brakes out of you and gets his nut and probably either doesn't deal with you again or when he does deal with you, he's not looking for any expectation. He's not even really looking on satisfying you. So this is right. The lack of enthusiasm is right. But I would suggest you don't have sex with a guy you're not enthused by. Even if that means that while y'all are getting ready to have it and you realize he's not your type, it's better to say it than to fake it. All right. Number five is burping of flatulence. So they're talking about burping and breaking wind in the bed. And of course, that's nasty as fuck. I mean, I mean, guys, I, some of you may be proud. I'm pretty sure some of you have have, have stroked the, the gas out of a woman. It's not always pleasant, but it's something to beat your chest on later. As far as burping, that would just make you. I mean, if you got I'm one of those guys, do what you got to do, but just do it classy. You know, I've been with women that got up and left and did a quick burp or whatever they did and came back in the bedroom. Those are the five things that turn men off during sex. Now, how do you guys feel about that? Because today's show is meant to start conversation. Those are the five things that turn guys off. All right. So listen, we know what turns women off. We know what turns men off. And we're going to come back and we're going to I'm going to shift down from that. And I'm going to talk to you all about romance and sex and dating in the 80s and 90s, man. It's the Jeff is Moody Show. My name is Dr. Jeff Love today. You're listening to me on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And we will be right back. Address me as Dr. Jeff Love. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Of course, my name is Jeff is Moody. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, Dr. Jeff Love. You know, today's show was really about getting you guys to have your conversation outside of the show. You know, I'm a relationship guru. I got a Georgia's driver's license. Everybody's always asking me about their relationships and stuff. I wanted to put it out there for all of you. That's what today's show is. Now, we return back to the raw dog next week. But for this week, we've talked about the, what turns men off during sex, what turns women off during sex. Is there a difference between fuck buddies and friends with benefits? And I don't forgot whatever else we've talked about. Right. But one thing that I realized while I was doing this show, I was like, you know what? When you just think of all the rules that they have for dating and you think of all the instruction that you have to get. You know, I was born in 1970. And I don't think I was seriously dating and well, seriously dating, I can't say, but I don't think that I was going out on dates with girls and, you know, eating and paying for food until I was probably about 15 or 16. And it this really made me remember. Now I know why my OGs were always like back in the day. You see, when, when, when us older folks talk about back in the day. The younger folks never want to hear because I didn't want to hear that shit at depending on what they were talking about then. But now what they're talking about is just simpler times. You know, as a married man who was once a bachelor and who's traveled all over the place and been with every kind of woman and stuff. I look at what goes on nowadays and I wonder, could I survive in this new millennium dating thing? I don't have the patience for it. I, I don't have the patience for it and I don't have the patience for it. I'd be a shitty date. I, I think I would actually make a horrible bachelor in this day and age if I was dealing with anyone 
who was born outside of the 70s. So what do I do? I figured that, like I told you guys, we're in Kentucky. Baby Moody is at gymnastics camp. Uh, Mrs. Moody is here with me. We've been chilling out. Last night, we went down to the bar and got liquored. And I may do a little of that tonight after we grab something to eat. I don't know how that's going to roll. But I wanted to bring Mrs. Moody in here. And I wanted to talk about the 80s and 90s as opposed to what we see now. You know, as married people, what we hear, what we see when we're on a, having conversations with single people. No, you're not bad if you're single. When we're, when we're going through all of that stuff, I just wonder... Could I deal with it? I don't think I could. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to pass the mic over to Mrs. Moody. Now, she, uh, uh, from from what I've heard from her and what she just explained, because I can't even lie to y'all, like what she explained in the segment that we didn't play, she doesn't have that much uh, dating experience and stuff, but I really want to ask her, even from limited mid to late 80s to mid 90s dating experience being serious with people just the whole climate of what was a date what was attraction how did men approach you were men as sensitive as now or whatever the case may be i want to know that because dating in the 80s for me was probably the best times the 80s in the very beginning of the 90s so uh mrs moody is here and I'm going to ask her, when, when, babe, when you see, first of all, hello, how you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? Doing great. I'm doing great. It did, the the uh, Jeff is Moody uh, audience, they love you. Probably because you're the better half and you're the sober one out of the two of us. How you feel about that? It's awesome. It's the truth. How does it feel to be married to a, a fucking guru of everything? And plus, I have a Georgia's driver's license. It's great. I wouldn't change anything of it. She said she wouldn't change me at all. Ring the bell for that. Okay, babe. So as a married woman, I want you to take your, your mind out of the state of marriage, although that's hard to do because you've been married for over two decades. But here's the thing. When you talk to certain people you may talk to that have, whether they're single or married, when you look at the complexities of online dating, all of this stuff going on, and then you start thinking of maybe what you would deem simpler times we're seeing that we were both born in the 70s we couldn't have been dating before the 80s so what did you see whether it was you or uh, what did you see from other people what did you experience as far as dating courting how did guys approach sex how did guys handle rejection when it when it comes to the 80s and 90s as opposed to right now what are some of the most glaring differences for you well first of all i was in a relationship from 85 until 89 basically all of my high school years so i didn't really date other people um but what I did witness from my boyfriend, even after we broke up and then other guys is the jealousy and how they reacted to seeing me with other people. But it was just words they would say nowadays, you know, men kill other women because they are jealous. So that is something that, you know, I'm glad I'm not in a dating scene right now and I don't have to deal with that. Um, the other thing is just the complexity of dating itself the the way that the world is right now and 
you know, just not knowing you're going out with a dude, but is he really a dude? I mean, is he a a woman who is now a dude? So it's just, I'm I'm terrified for our daughter, you know, coming into this dating scene. It's just going to be a lot of communication that she and I are going to have to have. And of course you, Um, but I don't know if that answered your question. I don't have a lot of experience in dating because I was in a relationship for so long in high school and then I got out of high school and then dated a little bit and moved to LA and then I met you and next thing you know I was married so I didn't I don't have a ton of dating experience I'll hang out with dudes every once in a while but not really just dating I wasn't that type of person so uh you had a you had a four at least a four-year span in the 90s of dating so when you think about the guys you went out with or dealt with in the 90s do you think that the men that you see I'm just talking about the men you see and hear about now was there a difference between the 90s guys and what you see now now this may not be very fair because we're we're not out there in them streets but but we do have enough experience with people that we know the guys in, in your freedom years, you can say from 90 to around 90, late 94 or whatever. Was there a difference in them and what you see from this current crop of new millennium men? You're correct. I don't see a lot, but I hear a lot. They were childish then and they're still childish now. From, that nothing's changed um, regarding that. Um, as, oh, no, I'm not just going to down men women to me nowadays are more petty than they were back in the day um their expectations are i'm not saying you're you shouldn't have high expectations but i think sometimes women have unrealistically high expectations um stop depending on on a man so much um you know try to just think about today with that man and not try to picture yourself married with that man after a first date so I think women just have some very high unrealistic expectations and then the young women I just had a conversation with one last week they can't handle rejection either they hold on to it and start questioning themselves and it's messing with their future and they're thinking about things that they shouldn't even be thinking about because somebody broke up with them five months ago so holding on to stuff I think when we back in the 80s we kind of we were hurt, but we were able to move on with that hurt. Nowadays, uh, they people hold on to the hurt. At least people I've dealt with. They do, and we're and we're going to come back and talk about. We're going we're going to pick up on that because I have more questions for her, and I want to tell you guys some of my experiences. Um, but you know, listen, I, I, there's a clear difference, and the funny thing is, you know, ten years from now, fifteen, twenty years from now. The, the the 2019 class is gonna be going man back in the day and that really scares the shit out of me to be honest with y'all but we're gonna be right back man hey it's dr jeff love you listen to the jeff is moody show on beat break radio fm.com beat break 87 fm get that free app so you can hear me as much as you goddamn want to this is what i do i'm over i'm over like you know what i i i went downstairs to get breakfast in the hotel this morning and the lady said are you the relationship guru I said, yes, I fucking am. She asked me a question and I told her. I'm not going to let her fix my food tomorrow. We'll be back. 
You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. I am Dr. Jeff Love today. That is what you would all address me at as listen, family. Um, okay, I was joking. So I didn't really go downstairs. The lady that didn't ask was I the relationship guru, but she should have. And if she did, and if she asked me a question about our relationship, I was going to give her the 100. And that's why I said she wouldn't have been allowed to make my food because I was probably going to say something would have pissed her off. That's what I do. When you're a guru, you cannot be afraid to put your foot out there and give people the truth. People don't lay on my couch. I did listen. Yo, yo, I just want to tell you, your psychiatrist, all of your all of your therapists, all of them, they can suck one. You need to call me. You need to call at drjefflove.com.org and hit me up for the best relationship advice. Because I'm telling you, if I can't get your relationship right, I could damn sure destroy it. You better believe that shit, all right? So we back, and we're talking about the 80s now. You know, Mrs. Moody is talking about how back in the 80s, basically the men and women can handle rejection better. And I don't know, they were were killing women and men in the 80s, but not like this. They weren't even doing it in the 90s like this. I mean... I, here's what I'll say before I get back to Mrs. Moody about, you know, here's what I loved about the 80s. And maybe it's because I entered into the 80s as a young man. As it, I mean, when did I spend my first dollar on a girl? That was probably 14, but not really like dating, dating. Like the first time I thought I was about to get serious with someone, I was probably going on 17 or 18. But the 80s were just a, you know, it was a different kind of time. There was a, there was really a script that guys followed in the 80s. It was the same in the 90s and it began to die off in the new millennium uh, age. I'm going to tell you what that was. You know, men were very tactical, whether it was young boys or older guys. When we knew we had a young lady uh, coming over, y'all got to remember, man, we ain't had no cell phones and shit. You know, you had to go to the pay phone. Then you had to beep somebody. Then you had to wait by the pay phone until she she called you back or if you a female. He, but see the, see, the, see, the females didn't really have to call the guys like that. Like, we usually initiated stuff like that. So we'd be waiting by the payphone for you to get the page or we call you at your mama house and shit and you call us back at the payphone, right? And we did things like, man, we went in our rooms and we changed the light bulbs. Yo, I talked about this like when, when the show first came out many, many, many weeks ago, y'all. Yo, fellas, y'all remember the red light bulb? Y'all remember the green light bulb, the blue light bulb? I'm gonna tell you right now. If you was the kind of lady that I that I changed my light bulbs on, I knew I was gonna ejaculate. And I probably actually, I actually like you probably to a certain degree. But we did the light bulb. Yo, who even remember? Does they, do these new do the millennials? Do they burn incense? Does anybody burn incense no more? Yo, we didn't have Glade plugins and all that. We had candles and incense and we spent our time. I know all of my OGs are sitting there. Now y'all going back. 
Y'all remember that we sat and we listened to the quiet storm on the on the on the on the on the big on the boom box and we had to record the slow jams for when Shorty came over. First it was a 60 minute tape. Then they fucked around and made that 90 minute tape. Then they made that 120 minute uh uh Matt Cell T that TDK tape. And if you had the box that was auto reverse, that means you was gonna be scoring for two hours. I'ma tell you, back then, all of us could. And that was the difference. Like the 80s had a they had a plan to them. They had like you they had romantics to them and stuff. And now everything is like online to me. And it's just you don't really know the per- like like we met the person, we went out, we hung out, we probably knew them for some, probably done squoze they ass a million times. We used to write on the paper. Y'all remember this shit? Do you like me? Yes or no? Maybe check the box. Like we did some of the most authentic things that you had to really think about if you were into that person. Now, when I lost my virginity in 1983, I did that unprotected and I'm a big protected. I did that raw. Would I do it again? No, but I did it raw. I also urinated in her when I thought it was ejaculate. But, you know, hey, what? I, that's why you're not supposed to be having sex when you're 13 years old. So the 80s were more of a, it was more cerebral with dating. And meant guys were more like guys. Like I, when I'm out and about, I see a lot of men and women and I can't tell who's in charge anymore on the date. I can't tell, man. It's it, it just seemed like a more pure and a more natural era of dating, of getting to know each other. We weren't really shy. And, you know, rejection, like Mrs. Moody said, it didn't mean you had to get shot 15 times in the head. You know, about five years ago, there was a news story out of a guy that just shot and killed a woman uh, because she didn't give him his phone, her phone number. So that's what the 80s bring to mind to me. And it wasn't really about the the dollar amount that you spent for the most part. It was about what you spent it on. Now, y'all know if you're from Brooklyn like me, y'all know Chinese food in 40 ounces. And y'all know that shit was the way to go. Remember I told y'all about that? Yo, if you took a shorty to a Chinese restaurant and you got the, 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 the wings and fried rice, son. Okay, you probably was going to have a good night. But if you paid that extra dollar and you got that shrimp in the fried rice, my nigga, you was fucking. I ain't never, I ain't never had a girl come over my house and not give me vagina if she had shrimp. Dr. Dr. Jeff Love. I paid for the shrimp. Run it. Run it, son. Yo, when the boons form. Yo, the shrimp in the boons farm. Yeah, the 80s and 90s, man. God damn it. Miss Moody, you got anything you want to add about the 80s and 90s? What what do you not like about what you see with young kids dating now? The the, the newbies, the, the 2000 kids. You got two minutes. What you said, who's in charge? You don't know who's in charge. Again, you don't know. If it's a girl dating a girl, boy dating a boy, a girl think drink, I mean, a uh, dating a boy who used to be a girl, you just don't know what it is um, nowadays. I think it's it's just scary. I, I, it's just scary. I feel for them. Oh, hold on, because people are going to say that you're bigoted. I'm not bigoted. I'm speaking fact. 
Am I? Is that not the facts right now? Yo, by the way, I'm going to be talking about that, y'all. As I close the show out, I'm going to be talking about all the sexuals and genders. Listen, I don't, I don't know how it became cool for a man and in in supposed woman to get together, and he finds out in the throngs of passion that the person has a penis, and that's okay with y'all. Like, I guess I'm just an old school cat. Well, well, babe, as far as our daughter, what what would you like? As scary as it is. We can only teach her but so much and hope that it sticks with her till she gets out of the house. And when she's on her own, she have she has to learn how to navigate. What would you like to see from young men in, in 45 seconds? What would you like to see from young men? Respect that the person who wants to date my daughter will come and knock on the door and ask to meet her family and sit and have a conversation with us before they go out. Uh, we will not tolerate somebody pulling up to our house and hunking the horn and AJ going outside to them. That's not happening at all. When she went to homecoming a few years back, the young the young guy called me, wanted to talk to me, and I said, I'm not the one you need to talk to. So he met with you, and y'all had a conversation, and he asked you, could he take Ashanti to homecoming? That's how it needs to be. That are, you know, That's my expectation for anyone who wants to step to my kid. So... Oh, it's your kid too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, just to, yo, it's I, I understand that ten years from now you guys are gonna be looking at see you guys will be older. You guys that are like, man, these old heads is talking shit. You're gonna be ten years older. The eighties and nineties was a special time, man. I mean, man, when me and Miss Moody first met, man, we we stayed with a cassette tape. I don't think we had sex without a cassette tape. Unless it was in the car or something. <laughs> yeah. He probably turned on the radio when we had sex in the car. Yeah, we had some good times. The 80s and 90s, y'all. It's the Jeff's Moody Show. I'm Dr. Jeff Love. And and my wife is also, she's a, she's a doctor. Fuck it. If you sit next to me, you're a doctor. And people, people, uh, people love doctors. All right? Just remember that. Dr. Jeff Love. We'll be right back, man. I'm, we got to just ask Dr. Jeff Love, and then I'm going to talk about sexuals and genders because I read an article that kind of kind of, kind of confused me a little bit here, y'all. We will be right back. Jeff's Moody Show, Beat Break 87 FM, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Pow. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And of course, I am Jeff is Moody, but today you are all recognizing me as Dr. Jeff Love. And family, once again, uh, this is my way of saying thank you. You know, with off time and downtime, we we still choose to get together and put a fresh new show on for you guys. I want you guys to know that to me, giving you fresh content is my way of saying thank you because I would not be here without you guys. All right. So let's keep it moving on today's show. We're having fun, man. Just kind of freewheeling it a little bit. Let's get back to some more acts. Dr. Jeff Love. So King Montrell acts. Can you turn a hoe into a housewife? He goes on to say or ask, what if you met a chick that has qualities you feel a wifey, but she has a checkered past of sleeping with lots of men? Now, before you judge, she doesn't sleep with crazy amounts of niggas now. <laughs> oh, shit. 
But she still has a thirst to be in the clubs and popping bottles. Besides that, when she's with you, she's all that a cat needs. Now, this is what I would say to you, Montrell, and I'm going to keep it real with you. You're sprung. You're just pretty much sprung off some uh, good vagina. You're, you're sprung off the pussy, my guy. That, and, and yes, you can turn a hoe to a housewife. First of all, everybody has the ability to change. Everyone. Everyone. The worst person in the world can become the best person in the world. And so certainly a whore can become a housewife if she has a man that's willing to put all of that to the side and that's willing to um, not not so much dwell on her past and move forward with her. Do hoes deserve to be housewives? Absolutely. Hell, half of the housewives are hoes. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all know I moved to a completely different part of the hotel. I got uncomfortable at this time of morning recording in my room. Although our neighbors didn't complain, I felt like I was inconveniencing people. So now I'm down in a like I'm down in the lobby, but in the dining, I'm way in the back. This is what we do for y'all. This is what we do to keep the show moving. Yeah, yeah, Montrell. Um, you can turn a hoe into a housewife. That see, these are your standards. It's what you want. It's what you think is proper. Me personally, I I could never see myself getting serious with a woman that I know in advance has slept with tons of men. And we also have to wonder how old she is and how old you are because I'm 49 years old. Um, a woman that's been around the planet with her vagina and a woman that's... I, I've never been attracted to women that need to be in a club all the time unless they work in the club. So that doesn't really work for me too well. But yes, you, you, you can turn a hoe into a housewife. Everybody deserves redemption and uh, hell, if you look at it on, on, on another note, Montrell, it's better to at least know because half of women and men lie about their shit anyway. So if you know she was a hoe, maybe she's going to make a great housewife. So that's on you, bro. But be, be careful. Not so much about her past, but about that presently needing to still be in clubs and popping bottles. That just sounds like some rat shit to me. All right. Second question. I don't even know who this is from. Do long distance relationships work? And how can you be assured that one is faithful when they are thousands of miles away? All right. Long distance relationships uh, work, in my opinion, because I got married off of a long distance relationship. I met my wife when I lived in New York and she was living in California. Uh, we, we dated. It was a long distance relationship. Uh, then I moved out to Cali and then we moved to Georgia. By the way, that was about 25 going on 25 years ago. So, yeah, they work if the two people involved have the maturity and the loyalty and the discipline to deal with someone that is not in front of them. Um, how can you be assured that one is faithful when they're thousands of mile, miles away? Well, let me ask you whether you're a female or a male. How can you be assured that one is faithful when they live with you, when they're right in the same city as you are? There is no assurance of faithfulness, people. Wake up, snap up out of that shit. Um, it doesn't exist. You, A person is going to be who they're going to be. Distance is not going to make them more or less faithful. Seeing you a lot is not going to make them more or less faithful. What is going to make them more or less faithful is what you do, 
what you put into the relationship, how you hold yourself down in the relationship. And it's going to come down to their particular character of who they are in a relationship as well. It's not distance. Distance doesn't mean I'm going to cheat on you. And being right up under you every day doesn't mean I'm going to be faithful. So, yeah, long distance relationships. Yes, they work. At least they, it worked for me. And you cannot be assured that anyone is faithful. You know, I always say cover your ass, handle your business. Typically, if you handle all of your business, um, you have a greater chance of having someone that's going to remain loyal. If you slacken, if you slip in, hmm, you know, you probably got to pay the consequences for that. Just keeping it real. This is from Cindy. How long until a couple should have oral sex? Yo, Cindy, why do you sound... Cindy, hey, ring the bell, queen. I think that's one of my gym buddies right there. How long until a couple should have oral sex? I say after three months. Okay. I'm going to give you two separate answers here. Um, Oral sex is just a part of sex. That's oral sex is sex. You know, we... The people use that as a treat. Or they use it as something that they um, like it's this extra, you know, for me, because I'm a very sexual person. I'm a very erotic person that I don't think you're supposed to have sex without you supposed to you're supposed to put it in. You're supposed to work it, take it out, go down, eat, lick, get back on top. Like sex to me is this complete. Uh, 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 a melting pot of eroticism and, and moves and oral and, and anything that two people are going to do to please each other. But you know, nowadays, I don't know. It's just a lot of nastiness and trifleness out there. Um, I, I noticed, Cindy, that you have three months on it. Now, you guys always kill me with this time shit. So, so what happens after 90 days? You know, it's like the 90 day sex rule. Cindy, what happens after 90 days? Is it time to suck some dick then? Is it is it time to go down on somebody and, and eat vagina after 90 days? I don't I don't I mean when you guys come up with this this time 90 day rule the, the, the three months what makes three months uh, uh, the proper time to start having oral? You know, just imagine a world where everybody had their shit together, right? Um, I, I, I will say this. Oral sex is... Let me talk about me personally. Oral sex for me has always been with somebody that I'm really with. I don't think that I've had casual oral sex as a guy I, I just don't think I have um, the women that I've been with I've been in somewhat of serious relationships if I've went down on them and that's a matter of trust but but now I am a severe germaphobe we got to keep that in mind also like me going down is a big deal Out of I've slept with a ton of women and I'm not bragging about that but out of all the women I slept with I probably had oral sex with about four of them and that or five maybe and that's five out of a whole lot of women (laughs) 
And that sounds like some bragging shit, but I'm not bragging, though. I'm really not. So um, how long until a couple should have it? I, you know, for me personally, I'm going to say that a couple should have oral sex when they're comfortable enough with each other to have it. But oral sex shouldn't be like this treat. So many people, especially women, uh, so many people treat oral sex like it's some kind of, oh, you're lucky you're getting some head today. Get the fuck out of here. Oral sex is a part of sex. But for me, it comes with trust. All right. So that was just asked, uh, Dr. Jeff. And uh, we're going to move on. Now, folks, we're going to come back and talk about gender and sexuality. Uh, this is the Jeff is Moody show. My name is Dr. Jeff Love. That is how you are all addressing me today. I hope you are enjoying the show. This is BeatBreakRadioFM.com. BeatBreak87 FM. Get that app. We'll be right back. I mean, 90 days for oral sex. The coochie can still be dirty in 90 days. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. It's the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. My name is Jeff is Moody, but today you are recognizing me for who I truly am. The goddamn relationship guru known as Dr. Jeff Love and family. You know, I came across an article. And I think I'm going to end up reading it in full next week. But I got to give you guys the short of it this week. You you know, so when it comes to the gender and sexuality thing, you know, I'm just old school. I don't hate people for their choices. I don't hate people for their sexual preferences or anything like that. But I'm just, you you know, I'm 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 a steak and potatoes kind of guy. You're heterosexual or you're homosexual. You know, all this, we've created a politically correct society that has went so out of control. It's become so out of control. You just don't know what the fuck to call people anymore. And so I want to read a little bit of this that really, this just made me scratch my head. And I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but let me read it to you. This is from Karen L. Blair, Ph.D., And she's given some inclusive insight. And the question that she asks, are trans people excluded from the world of dating? Now, I want you to think about this. Are trans people excluded from the world of dating? New research explores the extent to which trans people are excluded from dating. She goes on to write. Imagine for a moment that you were to find yourself looking for a new partner at some point in the near future. Perhaps you would turn to a popular dating app and begin filling out your dating profile in hopes of finding the one. In the process of doing so, you'd be likely you'd likely be asked to indicate your gender and the genders of others that you would be interested in dating. Under these hypothetical circumstances, which of the following people would you consider as a potential dating partner? Check all that apply. Now, this is why I'm going to pick this up in full next week, because I had to find out what a lot of this shit means. A cisgender woman, a cisgender man, a transgender woman, a transgender man, a person with a non-binary gender identification. All right. 
Recently, my colleague and I asked this question of just under 1,000 participants, and we published our findings in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. Our results indicated that 87.5% of the participants who were asked this very question only checked off the cis gender option and they excluded transgender and non-binary individuals or binary individuals from their hypothetical dating pool. All right, so I had to think about this for a minute, fam. So I had to look up cisgender. You, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a dinosaur. I'm from the heterosexual homosexual pool. You're one or the other, right? I, you know, I, so I, had to, I had to look cisgender up. So it says that cisgender uh, is denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender and gender corresponds with their birth sex. All right. Denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. Now, I'm not the smartest guy in, in the bunch here. But but isn't that a heterosexual? Or, or 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 at a minimum, doesn't that mean someone that, that that is born a certain gender and they understand that they are a, a that gender, whether they like women or men? So do, do, don't we still wind it down to two different things, heterosexual or or homosexual? Because if, if you sleep with the same sex, you're homosexual from the school I'm from. And if you sleep with the opposite sex, you're a heterosexual from the school I'm from. You know, this used to not be rocket science. But I want to go back to the question that she asked with with seriousness. And then it, it made me think of some of the conversations I've been having and some of the things that I see out and about. She literally asked, are trans people excluded from the world of dating? Now, she asked this question because you have to read the whole thing. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do a full on this next week. But she's asking the question as if. Are transgendered people being um, left out of the dating pool by heterosexual people? And, And so let me ask you guys a question. If I can be honest with you. For 99.9% of heterosexuals, what the fuck would we be thinking about dating a transgendered person for? I, I think that we've made all of this so complex that we've just forgotten the, 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 the basic rule of thumb is that typically heterosexual men just want to be with women. You know, that that's actually offensive to some people when you say that now. It's the society that we're in. You know, I'm sitting with Miss, Mrs. Moody earlier in the show, as you heard, and, and I've known the woman for half of my life. She's not going to hate you or discriminate against you for your sexual preference or anything like that. But she said, we live in a scary world where you just don't even know who you're dating anymore. You hear stories all the time about men who meet women, who meet 
who they assume are biological women and they get back and, and, and a dick pops out. <laughs> a dick pops out. So someone, someone is literally seriously asking, is it fair for transgendered people not to be considered in the dating pool? Well, what on earth would me, a man who loves women to death, Why would I be looking to date a guy that thinks he's a female? More power to him. God bless him. I wouldn't discriminate on him. I don't hate him. I'll sit down and chop it up and have lunch and a beer. I don't give a shit. But why why what what, what what on what planet do you think that 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 I should consider that person? Do, do y'all see? So anyway, so I looked up. That question was so weird to me because we're at, you, you know, it's like Bruce Jenner. I, I I was in the gym one day and I called Bruce Jenner, Bruce. And they were like, yo, his name is Caitlin. No, motherfucker, his name is Bruce. Now you can change your name if you want, but just where I come from, I'm not going to see. I, I, I'm not going to walk around. Having to overthink if I call you ma'am or sir. If you look like a guy and I know you're a guy, I, I, I have a tendency to say what up dude or whatever. You know, we have a we have a young man that works at Kroger's and he identifies as a woman. And every time that I see him just instinctively, I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. And, and he used to cut me the craziest eye. And then I think he just got used to that. I, I can't walk around. I, I don't want to think that hard. So now we're now heterosexual people are supposed to. What are we supposed to start thinking about dating transgender people to keep everything equal? Let me tell you, I'm gonna talk about this in full next week. I'm gonna talk about this in full next week. So I went and I looked up all the different genders and sexualities, and it blew my mind. You you, you know, there, there's so many things you have to remember when you're just having a basic conversation with people nowadays. It's enough to blow your mind. So when we return with the Jeff is Moody show next week, fam, let me tell you all something. I'm going to go all in on this gender and sexuality thing. And because we live in this world where, where people think that their sexual orientation is is on an equal basis of the plight of black people in slavery because we went that far off the edge no matter what i say i'm gonna be wrong just me not understanding it in their eyes makes me wrong it's not hatred it's not prejudice it's a level of confusion when you think that as a heterosexual male i should actually give thought to dating a transgender because that's where we are Right, and now I'm going to be a villain. So be it. At least I'm honest. Dr. Jeff Love, we got one more segment left. Y'all listen to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. We will be right back. I think I'll be back. (laughs) I might get yanked for questioning people's sexuality, though. Who knows? We'll see in a second. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show family. My name is Dr. Jeff Love today, and uh, we're about to get out of here. But before we do, of course, we have to do random thoughts. And this is the sex and relationship edition of random 
thoughts. Y'all know I, as I'm talking so much during the show, certain things come across my mind and I like to close the show out by asking them. Now, uh, you can always send me your random thoughts at 678-386-5331. That is 678-386-5331. Or you can post them um, on my Instagram at the Jeff is Moody show. Let's get on with some random thoughts. Uh, before I do that, I want to thank you all for making Jeff is Moody your listening choice. Ring the bell for you. I don't know if y'all can hear my bell. I told y'all I moved to a different part of the hotel to record. All right, whatever. All right. Random thought. If there were no diseases, but there was still a high chance of pregnancy, would most people have sex raw with no protection? Like, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't do it. Um... And you know what? On top of that random thought, how many of you really prefer raw over a rubber? I got to tell you, rubbers are great to me. I love condoms. I love condoms. Like this show is probably going to end up being sponsored by a condom company somehow. (laughs) I love condoms. So, I mean, would you go raw if you knew you could never catch a disease but you had the chance of creating life that you may not want at that time. I, I'm going to, I still wouldn't go raw. That's just me. Random thought. How long should you wait to have oral sex after you eat a meal? You know, earlier, in the, uh, earlier I had a question. It was how long should you wait to have oral sex when you're in a relationship? But I'm asking how long should you wait after you had a meal because you have like food in your mouth, right? Are y'all, are y'all following what I'm saying? How long should you wait after you have a steak and potatoes and your lady has salmon and salad? How long should y'all wait to start going down on each other? Because that actually seems kind of nasty. I don't know where that came from, but it was a random thought. But to follow that random thought up, speaking of food, have you guys ever tongue-kissed somebody that had food remnants in their mouth? What's your reaction when you tongue kiss someone and they have food remnants in their mouth in in their mouth and the food remnants get in your mouth? Random thought. It's pretty fucking nasty. You know, I don't know how this turned out to be such a nasty random thoughts, but it it is the first thing that's on my mind right now. Last random thought. Could we leave interracial couples alone? Why do interracial couples have to get mean stares and rude behavior? Why are you so concerned about who people are dating or married to or have children with? Why don't you all mind your fucking business? Why can't we leave interracial couples alone? Happiness is happiness. I can't control who the next man or woman is with, and I don't have the right to control it. Well, family, I'm going to tell you, that was my random thoughts. It's been a great show. I really have enjoyed giving y'all another live. It's been 22 weeks in a row. That was a special edition of the Jeff is Moody show, Dr. Jeff Love. Hey, listen, I've either increased your chances for happiness or I've ruined your chances for love with my expert advice. After all, I am a relationship guru and I'm a licensed Georgia driver, which makes me an expert. I hope you enjoyed the show, but make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for love over hate, peace over war, and don't forget. You ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm going to talk my shit. 
The Classic Podcast Throwback is up next, followed by a special grown and sexy version of the ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Naturell. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And thanks for letting me be me. I'll see y'all next week with another hot one. Team Jim, we working over here. And yo, Sean Garvey, bruh, we got another one. 22 in a row, 23 next week. Let's get it. Love y'all. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87.